This podcast is sponsored by New Hampshire Vape Gallery, NaturalBossNH.com, and SlowDownClothing.BigCartel.com. More on that later. Let's get into episode 60 of Talking with Topher. What is happening, TWT fans? It is so good to be back, and I'm so glad to see all of you returning. Um, I'm so glad to see all the new subscribers. It is just an amazing feeling uh, week after week. You have to remember, all of you out there, keep this podcast afloat so I can't express how thankful I am enough. At least I feel like I can't. But I'm trying to express it as much as possible by upgrading the podcast, doing everything that I've been doing to it. I'm doing that for all of you out there, just like you guys keep subscribing, rating, reviewing, and passing this thing around to help keep it afloat. Uh, If you're new to the podcast, remember to subscribe, hit those like buttons, share, rate, review, and uh, set the alarm so that you know when all the new podcasts upload. All right, you can follow me on all social media. That's right, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Again, that is Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Go to social media um, and check it out. Give a follow. Great way to get some extra content throughout the week. Um, You can also reach me at the official email of the podcast. That's T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. That's T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. Whatever you want to talk about, put it in the subject line and we will get that started. Again, official email of the podcast is T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. It's a great way to get involved with the podcast and that's the great thing to do these days, right? Get involved. I, I remember when I was a kid, I wish there was a way for me to get involved with TV shows back in the day. Um, but now we can all do it with each other. So T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com and get yourself involved with the podcast. It should make for a great time. Now that we got all of that out of the way, it is a beautiful Monday afternoon. That's right. When you watch this on Thursday, um, I hope it's as nice of a day as it is right now. That's what I'm hoping on. But it's May 24th, and it's about 2.30 in the afternoon. It was a little cloudy and cool out uh, this morning, um, and now the sun is blazing hot. So it's really nice out, and this this brings me to what I wanted to talk about first. I find it absolutely hilarious how many people complain in general, but the weather, oh my God, is the number one thing complained about, I feel, around here. Now, I don't know about where else you live or where you live, or where you're listening to this from, but here in New England, we have four seasons. They come at you fast and hard. Our seasons beat the crap out of us. And, you know, uh, everybody has to complain about it. 
They all have to complain about it. Whether it's too cold, too rainy, too snowy, uh, or too hot. And I was, and I said last week, I was like, oh, well, you know, at least it'll take until summer before you start hearing, you know, it's too hot and blah, 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 blah. And uh, no, no, actually Saturday, uh, while I was at the shop, um, I had about four or five people come in and just tell me that it was way too hot outside. And, um, you know, they, they, they were not happy about it. They just were not happy about it. And I'm just like, why? We wait like six to seven months for this weather to show up, right? And you're going to complain about it? Like, we haven't been able to go outside because it's been too goddamn cold out. And now you're going to sit here and complain that it's too hot? I mean, just find something better to do. Am I right? I mean, I love... The weather in general. Uh, I mean, I talk about it every podcast. I think it's super important. It's always changing. Um, it's definitely a conversation starting piece for some. Um, an easy way to break the ice, I guess you could say. But why is it that so many people that live in this area specifically complain about the weather and does this happen in your area too like in california do people complain about the sun being out all the time um you know do they complain that there's no rain ever and then when it does rain the once a year do they complain about the rain they're like why is it raining you know does that happen everywhere or is it just because our weather changes so rapidly and so drastically around here like uh, what yesterday more uh, Sunday morning it was 80 something degrees outside I was sweating dying out there uh, mowing and cleaning up after my stupid maple tree the helicopters are a nightmare they're everywhere now and it looks like I didn't do a thing outside you know I cleaned them all up went inside took a shower and came back outside and even more helicopters had fallen so but I wasn't complaining about the weather. I was just complaining about the tree. Because that makes sense. That's something I can complain about. I can't really complain about the weather too much. I can be upset that the weather is not nice or it's consistently shitty outside. And that's kind of, eh, you know. But I don't, I'm not like complaining that it's too hot. I'm, I, I, I personally am one of those people where I will not even turn on my AC in my car unless... I mean, I'm stuck in bumper-to-bumper traffic, and it's like, you know, 90-something degrees out. There's humidity, you know, and it doesn't feel good unless you're actually driving in the car and moving and having the wind blowing on you. So when you get to a standstill with traffic, it could be a little overwhelming, and then I might roll up my window and turn on my AC while I'm stuck in traffic. Um, But on a normal day-to-day um, never do I roll up my window and throw on my AC. I've been waiting seven months for this. I've been waiting so long for it to get warm so that I can roll down my window so that we can open the windows in the house so that we can just go outside and not worry about frostbite, you know? So I just find it to be like almost annoying that so many people in this area complain that are now complaining that it's too hot. 
Oh my God, get over yourself. Figure out something else to do because I'm telling you, complaining about something that's completely out of your control is crazy. We all know that spring brings summer and summer gets hot. So how can you complain that it's too hot outside? We haven't been able to go outside. You know what I mean? So I got a little frustrated about that, but I am excited because uh, yesterday, like I said, it was cool outside. It was like 72, 75. It was nice weather, but it was kind of cloudy. We thought it was going to rain. And then today it was nice and cool in the morning and boom, this afternoon it is hot as hell out there and I'm loving it. I'm in shorts right now. I'm in a really thin, easy breathing shirt. I mean, this is, this is the weather. This is what I've been waiting for and I hate waiting seven months for it. But man, when it shows up, ah, the last thing I'm doing is complaining about it. Yeah, sure, it's a little uncomfortable in times, but that's what we made AC for. We can get out of it if we need to, um, but I always try to get out there, get as much sun as I can, even if it's a hot, sweltering day, and you, you go outside and you hit that wall of humidity, and you, you can just feel it. You're like, oh my God, I'm in a sauna. On those days, I just go outside. I absorb at least 20, 30 minutes of sunlight, get the heat, get it all, and then I'll go back inside and enjoy the AC and watch some TV. But I will tell you that I do not like it when people complain about the weather, especially when it gets warm here because we wait so long for it to show up. And I just think they need to find something better to complain about. You know, and I have noticed that most of the people that complain about the hot weather are not in such good shape. Not a lot of people that I talk to that complain about the, or yeah, that I talk to, you know, customers of mine that coming in and out of the store, not a lot of them complaining about the heat are, uh, well, the people that are not complaining about the heat are pretty healthy looking pretty healthy they look like they work out they probably go running you know what I mean like I really feel like unfortunately it's the people that don't take care of themselves so much and they just have a hard time in life anyways so they're mostly complaining about you know just having a hard time in life and when it gets hot out I guess it makes it harder for them so all I have to say about that is you need to get out there you gotta breathe in some fresh air you gotta get moving and stop um, not exercising, you know, get out there, exercise, do your thing. How's everybody doing out there with their drinking or they're not drinking or you're not drugging or maybe you're not having sex or you're trying to stay away from sexual temptations? How are those things going for you? Are you, uh, maybe you recently got a few things uh, in your life straightened up. It could have been any one of the ones that I just mentioned, or it could be something else. How is that going now that things are starting to open? Um, I've always been the type of person where I'll do something, right? And then um, all of a sudden, like, okay, so I'm, I'm grounded or I'm on house arrest or... You know, anything like that, like a house arrest would probably be a better uh, scenario to uh, go go with. 
Um, so you're on house arrest, right? So you can only do things in your house, and I'm not talking about the pandemic, but I kind of am. But house arrest from the police, right? So you've been arrested, you're on house arrest, you're stuck at home, and now you can only do these specific things because you're not allowed to leave your perimeter. So if that is true, then when you get rid of the ankle bracelet, you know, are you going to keep practicing the stuff that you were practicing or are you just going to be like, well, I need to do that because I couldn't do anything else and now I don't need to do that anymore, even though it was helping with everything else, right? So uh, pandemic, lockdown, I start a podcast, then I start running, then I start lifting kettlebells, then I start promoting myself, then I start putting positivity spins to everything that I'm doing, trying to get more and more people off, off the couch, uh, you know, kind of counterintuitive, but I wanted people to stop watching YouTube, get outside, do things, move around. We all knew COVID wasn't a bad thing outside. And if you're away from people, you can't catch it. Sunshine is great. So last spring, everybody's trapped, get outside, get moving, do something, mow the lawn, fix your lawn, anything to get you moving and outside. So I took up all these things and now I need them. I need them. All right. I need my running. It helps my sanity. It helps me process. It helps me get away from my technology and allow me to think of other things. You know, I find myself being, even though I don't go on social media that much, I'm constantly locked in the podcast, so I'm always listening, and that stops me from being able to think and process and do other things, so I've learned that running helps me get away from that. Lifting my kettlebells helps me get away from that. I try to do anything I can that helps me disconnect so that I can free think, I can explore some ideas that I have for the podcast. But the thing is, is with everything opening and everything kind of going back to the way it was, um, now I'm like, oh crap, how do I do all of this that's keeping my sanity, my sobriety, uh, my, all, all that, my everything, right? This is my everything. I need all of this to make me work. And it took all of this time to figure it out. And now I got to figure out how to do all of this and do uh, what I used to call normal life. So it's going to be a very interesting balance. I have had a little bit of hiccups here and there. I haven't thrown around the kettlebells on certain days that I should have. But, uh, you know, bills and priorities, they all take over. But I'm trying to not allow them to take over to the point where it makes me go, well, I really can't do this because I have to get this done now. And I'm really trying to make sure that it stays a staple in my life like this podcast. If I stop doing this podcast, you know, uh, eventually um, it will just go away and it'll be another hobby that I just gave up on right and that's not what I that's not what I want because not only do I want the podcast to grow but I started this so that I could help myself and I will have to say um, I've heard my wife 
my friend Tyler and uh, two other people that I am not that close with um, noticed that whatever I'm doing, right, because my wife and Tyler know exactly what I'm doing, but I had the two random people tell me that they've noticed a huge difference in my attitude, my demeanor, my my everything. I'm more positive, I'm more outgoing, and I like to get into conversations with way more people than I used to. So I, I can't get rid of these certain things in my life, but that, me, but, but that doesn't mean that everybody can do that, right? You know, you might have found some stuff and it's working out, but now everything's going back and you're like, oh, I'm just going to stop doing this. But the, you got to remember, if it's something that was helping you through all of this, then it's something that's worth considering keeping around, all right? I think it's good to always be doing the things that help us mentally and or physically and or both um, because that is what's going to make us healthier people that's what's going to allow us to better ourselves and move forward. And if you move back into the old habits, well, then you're just going to rewind and undo everything that's been done. So my one uh, tip, advice, whatever you want to call it, that I could give anybody out there today is just because things are loosening up and we're getting back to it, keep what's true to you. Not what's true to everybody else, not what everybody else thinks you should be doing. If it was working for you for the last year and it's keeping you afloat from drinking, from whatever you have going on in your life, if you found something that helps you deal with that, then don't lose that. I'm, a, I'm really afraid that a lot of people are just going like, to give up on maybe a lot of stuff that they worked on over the last year. And I, I don't want to see that happen. I, I, and it, it is going to be a challenge. That, that is going to be true. It's going to be a challenge to keep it going. I'm finding it challenging to keep it going. Not the podcast per se, but running, kettlebells, the whole nine, everything, all of it, um, is very hard to keep it consistent. It's hard to continue doing it week after week after week. And sometimes you just have to push through. You have to push through whether you want to or not because once you get through and you get it done, you know as much as I know that is the most rewarding feeling ever. Whether it be finishing a podcast or waking up in the morning and not wanting to run and then putting those running shoes on, getting out the door, and then once you get back from the run, amazing. Just amazing feeling. You're almost like, I don't even understand why I questioned whether or not I could do this this morning. So just things like that. I'm more worried about people out there, you know, falling backwards. We're, we're hearing all this mental health stuff. Kids who have been out of school for over a year, they're, they're killing themselves. There's a lot of mental stress, PTSD, I could even say. A lot of people going through some hard times right now. And they've lost their jobs. They've lost, 
their livelihoods. They've lost their marriages. They've lost loved ones. You know, all of these things happened. I mean, I lost a loved one. My wife, um, you know, uh, uh, got really sick. We've all had major problems happen. Things that, you know, try to bring us down. And we were capable of getting above it, past it, and moving on and dealing with all of it. But it wasn't without all the help. This helps me, um, you know, uh, dealing with the loss of a loved one. I, you know, talking to my parents. That helped me deal with that. You know, it, it, it's it's all sad. It's all um, it's all it's all very frustrating. And I think that if you have been doing what I've been doing, you gotta keep it strong. If you're in a good place and you're doing good, keep it going. Just don't give up on you. Just because you want to go out and you want to have fun, you want to do all this stuff, that's great. Do it. But remember, in the morning, if you got that run scheduled, still go for that run. Keep that side of you alive as well. I think it's really going to help balance us all when we get back into the swing of things. But yeah, getting back into the swing of things. Here's something that I wanted to talk about. Uh, not really a current event, but we're getting close. Um and that it's getting getting back to work like the state of New Hampshire brought up um an incentive package. So this is this is hard because I I was close to feeling this and I got lucky enough where I didn't have to. So I I'll I'm going to try and talk about it gingerly without being too uh I don't even know what the word is. Um, not stubborn, pig-headed. I don't know. I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. But I, um, I was kind of surprised by this work package. And I'll tell you why. Because it gives incentive to people to go back to work, right? So if you go back part-time, you'll get a chunk of money. And if you go back to work full-time... Um, and I guess you're going to have to show proof of this. I don't know if you're going to have to work there or if you just get hired, they send you a check. I don't know exactly. Uh, and this is specifically state of New Hampshire, but what the, what, what the hell? So you're giving incentive to go back to work. Great. I love it. It's a great idea, but here's the problem, Right. All the people that had really good careers, restaurants, you name it, any business that failed because of COVID, all those people had different ideas for their career path. And now their career path is completely gone. Doesn't exist anymore. It's over. Now, those are the people that had to go on an employment. Um, they had to uh, they had to do all kinds of stuff, uh, get loans and do this, try to keep the restaurant afloat, try to keep this afloat, try to keep these doors open, try to keep these employees paid. And 
now the government's like, okay, so uh, we're all getting back to it now. And I know everybody out there who's lost their jobs and everything. Um, we need you to get back out there too. So if you go back out there and you get a minimum wage job, we'll give you this amount of money. Do you think now I will, I will assume I will make an assumption that a lot of the people out there are looking at this incentives like, okay, they're cutting back on the unemployment. Um, I was making more money being out of work than not at work than at work. But on the same hand, I still don't want to go back to work because COVID and whatever, but now there's vaccines. So now they're like, oh crap, I, I can get vaccinated. I can go back out. I can get a job, but I don't want to get a job because I'm still making more money sitting at home. And then all of a sudden, you know, you got uh, McDonald's giving 50 bucks to anybody who comes in for an interview. Um, Other companies are doing the same. You don't even have to get hired. All you have to do is walk through the door and talk to somebody and they hand you money. So there's a lot of these things going on. But again, here's the problem. A lot of those people had something else to look forward to. And now you're like, hey, we just need you to get off unemployment and get back to work. So we'll give you all this, which is like, I mean, it turns out to be a couple hundred bucks. But we'll give you this so that you just get off unemployment and get back out there. But those aren't the jobs that these people want. That's not what they wanted. They wanted their restaurant. They wanted their whatever they were doing. And they didn't lose it because they failed. They lost because COVID, because our government failed us with COVID protocols. I believe that to be true. So you're asking people to go back to work that that had had a career. And now you're asking them to go get a job. So I got really upset about this because I, if, if our store had closed permanently and we did not get ourselves where we got ourselves and did what we needed to do to get our doors back open and keep our business alive, I mean, I don't know where I would be today. I do not know. It was the, I don't even know what it was. It was, I, I just feel so lucky that things went the way they did. I mean, I, 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 the shop will be five years. Um, we, we made it through now the vape shop, vape industry is a little bit different. You know, COVID did try to stamp us out. Um, luckily nicotine is an essential product we found out. And once you get a tobacco license, you become an essential business, which now everybody's probably doing, you know, making sure you're an essential business in case, um, this ever happens again. The worst thing you can ever be told is that you can't run your business. So I'm pretty sure everybody looked into what makes you an essential business and we all just fought, did what we needed to so that we could be considered essential so that you can never never shut our doors again. Um, but if these things did not happen, 
I, I don't know where I would be. Maybe I would be on unemployment right now, collecting the money and then listening to this and being like, I'm not going to fucking flip burgers. Do I'm not 16. I'm not, I'm not in my twenties. I need something better than that. And I've got a friend that's been looking for a job for a while now. He's been doing his own thing and he's put out many applications and they're all for under. No. Well, I think, okay, let me correct myself. Minimum wage. I believe in New Hampshire is like maybe seven seventy five. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. Um, I'll be honest. I mean, once you make a salary, you don't really worry about minimum wage anymore. And so I haven't had to really think about minimum wage for a long time. And that's not a brag and I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad out there, but I don't know what minimum wage is. I think it's seven seventy five. It could even be 10 bucks at this point. I don't know. But what he told me was is every job was from like eleven fifty to maybe sixteen dollars an hour. And he's like, I can't do that. I can't do I have to find something that fit where I was. And do I think that sometimes beggars can't be choosers? Yes, I'm not saying that that's his issue, but when people have something like this going on in their lives and it is the absolute only option that you can take, I think taking that shitty position would be the best decision. I just do. I think taking something is better than nothing. And you can only take unemployment for so long. And then they're just going to cut it off. I mean, you, you they're making it so that you ha- have to start looking for a job very shortly. So all the people on unemployment who have been just doing unemployment since COVID, you're going to get to learn something new. When you went on to unemployment back in the day before COVID, you would have to go and look for a job every week. And you would have to do a minimum of three to five, I believe, applications a week. So that's going to be your new job. You're not going to be able to stay home anymore and just collect a check and then fill out the unemployment and move on with your day. You're going to have to go out that week Before you fill out your unemployment, you're going to have to go and get applications. You're going to have to pass them in. And then you're going to have to scan and copy those somehow and send them to the unemployment office proving that you're looking for a job or they cut your unemployment. So everything is going to be going back to somewhat of a normal state. Uh, and you're going to have to figure that out. So 
a lot of you out there that are still on an unemployment and, and, and thinking that you're just going to be able to keep riding this thing out, you're going to run into a wall soon because you're actually going to have to go out there, start putting in the work, showing them, showing the government that you're actually looking for a job, and then you're not going to get paid anymore because that's something you didn't want to do in the first place. So I say to those people who are unfortunately just sucking up the unemployment and not going to um and 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 not putting any work in well if you are thrown a minimum wage job i would grab that because at least it's a place to start people that who have lost careers i can understand why you're hesitant maybe you've got other ideas maybe you've got something going on already and now you're just looking uh, to really better yourself and put you in a better position. That I can completely understand. That's like my friend. My friend has already got himself in a really good situation. He's looking for something more stable, and right now he can't even find anything that would make him more stable at a good rate. So that makes it difficult too. But he's not unemployment. He, he's not doing any of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of different people out there some people are doing the right thing some people are doing the wrong thing and some people are doing a little bit of both i'm not gonna say anybody is in the wrong all i know is is that yep i get the incentive from our government to get people back to their jobs and off unemployment i understand that but i do not think that throwing money at people, especially like McDonald's or these other places that are just going to give you 50 bucks for coming in for an interview, I don't think that's the way we're going to get it started. You know, I think you're going to have to raise the minimum wage. You're going to have to give people what they need right now, and what they need is more money coming in. Um, they need something that'll make them feel like they did a year and what three months ago you know what i mean so i think that's even though it sounds good and it looks good on tv and all this other bullshit i still don't think it's the right direction to move into because i mean eventually people are just going to not be able to collect unemployment anyways, and then where are they at? So I think if they raise the minimum wage, it would get more people to go to these jobs and get these things. And yeah, I mean, I think the incentive to make extra money just for doing something you already have to do anyways, um, I can understand why the government's doing it. It, it, it does kind of make sense. I, th I think everybody needs to get back to work. And I think there's a lot of people out there that want to get back to work. And it's not that easy for a lot of us. All right? It's not. It's not that easy for a lot of people out there to get back to work. And, you know, for the people like me who have been lucky enough to go through this entire thing with a job, we need to be more open-minded to the people that have lost their careers, businesses, and everything else. Uh, the majority of people, I believe, without jobs, 
lost it because of COVID and no other reason of that. It wasn't their fault. They didn't do anything wrong. This pandemic, our government, these lockdowns, this fucked over a ton of people. And, I mean, just look at the ads today. The, the ads on TV for mental health awareness, kids committing suicide, uh, teenagers uh, also killing themselves, you know, just all this stuff going on because they didn't graduate, they weren't at school, they're not socializing. Well, that's all happening to us too. Even in our 40s, 30s, 50s, doesn't matter we all still need the same stuff we need to talk to people we need to stay communicated and we need our livelihoods to be doing okay and if all of those pieces don't fit well then you've got a very unhappy person and that could be um uh disastrous you know it could just be a disaster if people fall apart so i just um I, I think that I, I'm I'm hoping that more people get to go back to work. I'm hoping that a lot of people that lost their businesses got the loans that they were supposed to get. I'm, I'm just hoping that the economic tidal wave that everybody has seemed to forgotten about that is going to hit us, it's slowly trickling in now. But you wait. I mean... One of the other things I heard of, you know, was with the renting and the houses. And this woman lived in a a beach house uh, uh, in Hampton, seven years, uh, slumlord, but that wasn't the problem. Uh, The problem was is that because of COVID, the slumlord decided that he, he was losing the place, right? It was going under. People were having problems paying the rent. They got stuff extended, the whole thing. There was stuff that needed to be fixed. It just went too far. So in order for the owner of the place to get out from underneath the debt that he was in, he sold it. This is something I didn't even think of. I thought about, you know, trying to uh, get people evicted, uh, dealing with that because they weren't paying, and then you have landlords that you know, can't pay theirs, and so they're about to lose the place, so they torch it instead, you know, um, because we had a lot of fires going on, and it was a lot of multiple family houses that were going up in flames, and I'm saying, hey, what if this is their way of, uh, you know, getting their money? Insurance pays out, right? So it wouldn't surprise me if the same thing happens uh but instead of burning the place down now they're just going to turn around and they're just like oh you want to do this you want to buy this property and just sell it and now the people that buy it well they can evict you they don't have any there's no waiting period and there's there's uh she told me that if she really wanted to be a douchebag she could squat And it would take them up to three months to get her out of there. But she was like, I don't want to do that to myself. That's a horrible position to put myself in because now every time I go in and out of that place for the next three months, 
you know, it's it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a nightmare. I probably won't be able to leave the place, and I really want to get outside now. You know, so she put some thought into that, but she, she also to- told me that she understood, you know, why he did it. You know, but she was really upset. She has to completely up, uproot herself. Um, you know, she got family here, and she got family to where she's going, but she wanted to stay where she was. And unfortunately, that slumlord did not do a good job of paying the bills. And so he took the easy route out and sold the property um, out from underneath the tenants. And then the new management shows up and says, you got 30 days to get out of here. We're the new owners. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. We are not uh, releasing these apartments um, to anybody that's here. We will be doing what we need to. And when we reopen, we will take new applications. So... All kinds of this shit is going to be happening, and there's going to be more of it. There's going to be more of everything. And how long is it before we actually feel the tidal wave of the economic uh, situation that we are in? You know, uh, it's such a, it's just such a crazy, crazy time, and it's 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 a time to be excited and happy and doing things, and um, you know. It's just so sad that all of this has happened and I just I think that's why it needs to be talked about because there's a lot of people that got dealt a bad hand. New Hampshire Vape Gallery is located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Rings, where we're open seven days a week from 1030 to 8 p.m. And feel free to give us a call 603-814-4171. I am so excited, guys. We've got so many disposables. Check these out. Hide. 1,500 puffs, 20 bucks. They come in all sizes and flavors. They just dropped the brand new tropical gummy, sour apple ice, bananas and cream. So good. Uh, Next device we've got is the brand new Nord 4. Nord 4. Look at this thing. Inlay. It has dual airflow. I mean, it's just amazing. Absolutely beautiful device. Um, you've also got the IPX80. I love this thing. Look at it. I love the way it looks. I'm just going to spin it for you. As I spin it, you can see the colors and the details and the dual airflow. I mean... They are just amazing devices, and where they've gone today with these things, they work just as good, if not better, than your box mods, even though they're still coming out with box mods today, and they are phenomenal. They are great. These are just easier. So if you want easy, get a pod system. And you can only get these items in store today. That's right. You can't order them online anymore. So you got to come in store. So if you want to get these devices, come into New Hampshire Vape Gallery today or any day because we're open seven days a week. We're located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Rings, where we're open from 1030 to 8 p.m., seven days a week. Isn't that incredible? I think it is. So you need to get on down here and come on in. 
and shop our variety. We've got the best selection in New Hampshire. And come and see me, Topher, naturalbossnh.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. I love this website. I've been telling you about this website for over a year. Organically made products that are safe for your skin, safe for your beard, safe for your lips, and help melt all that stress away after a hard work day. That's right. You can only get this stuff here at naturalbossnh.com. Great prices, great products, and you help support a small business. Does it get any better than that? I think it does. As soon as you purchase these products, everything gets better. So you can only get these here at naturalbossnh.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. Buy one or all five of these products today slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com that's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com these guys got it all i'm talking everything embroidered printed hats shirts gloves leggings what do you need what do you want what do you like wearing they got it you can put it on and it's amazing High quality everything, high quality stitching, high quality embroidering, high quality printing, high quality that lasts wash after wash. You couldn't ask for more out of clothing, right? You want it to last. You want the quality of the prints to be bright and beautiful every time you wash them. Well, that's what you're going to get at slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. You're going to get high quality everything at a great price. So get to this website and check out their selection. It's amazing. I love this website. What is it again? Slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. You're not sure how to spell it? It's right here at the bottom of the screen. And now, back to the show. I've got a couple current events. Yeah, what I'm going to do is try to make sure I don't turn this volume down a little bit. So I will start with this gentleman here, all right? I'm not sure. I think they might have clarified whether this is Canada. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure this is the U.S. This was a couple days ago. I think it happened on May 21st. He also has a video on kind of his rebuttal of what he did, um, explaining himself. I'm going to play the minute and 21 second clip, um, and then I'm just going to go over it. I might even stop it in the middle a little bit, but this is a perfect example of just... A douchebag who thinks he's better than everybody else and then gets what he deserves. And here we go. I'm waiting for your boss to call me. Fuck off and get in your car. You 
You're a fucking little bitch. Give me my ticket and go fuck yourself, goofball fucking faggot. Fuck you. Fuck off, you bitch. Look at that. Now, You're a fucking clown. Hold on. I'm going to pause it, right? And we're going to go back. Okay. Right here. Watch this. He gets tossed the ticket. You're a fucking little bitch. Give me okay. my ticket and go fuck yourself. And then fucking he starts driving. He does fuck not off, stop. You bitch. And he steps on it. You're now, a fucking that clown. cop did not step away from his vehicle because he shouldn't have been pulling out like that. Like, when you get given a ticket... In five he's got his gun on me now. The RCMP officer has his gun on me now. Now... Listen to him. He's fucking hitting. He's hitting my fucking truck now. He's breaking my window. Holy fuck! Get him in here. Get him! Get him in here. That is a taser. Not a gun. That is a taser. It's clearly a taser. Send somebody now, please. He's got a gun on my husband. He's tripping balls. Send someone now. Help me! Help me! Help me! Is this not white privilege? What are you doing? In a sense, I don't know. So he didn't upset. do anything. Fuck. Still questioning what's going on. Send more people, please. There's another office. All right. So I thought this was crazy because I saw him. I saw this video, right? And I was like, as soon as he was given the ticket and he cut his wheel and he stepped on his gas like that, I was like, oh, my God, he just hit the cop. Like, where the cop was standing, he's driving a truck. If you cut your wheel, your ass end kind of drags a little bit. So it's it's not going to be as sharp of a turn as it is with a car. So the tailgate, you know, the bed of the truck has an opportunity to... It probably didn't slam the officer. It probably pushed him. I could see it pushing him. Um, but the thing is, is if he had cut that hard enough, and let's just say that it caught the cop just wrong, right, whatever, it could potentially um, run him over. So, yeah, you pull away and you bump the cop, but... You have to remember when when he did that that's assault. So I don't understand. I was always told this and I don't know if this is just my household and my upbringing and what my parents thought were important, but they always told me that if you get pulled over, you just stay calm, don't swear and yell at them. It's not going to get you anywhere. You know, I probably, I, I didn't listen for a long time, but they told me these things. Keep your hand on the steering wheel, blah, 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 blah. But I always knew that when a cop gives you a ticket, right, they come up to the window and I'm going to give you a ticket this time. And you're like, oh, fuck, great, a ticket. I can't afford this shit. You know, from when, when I was a kid, speeding was a couple hundred bucks. Now it can be like a thousand dollars for a speeding ticket depending on like what you're doing it's crazy like the amount of money has like tripled 
uh, for tickets and uh, all that shit. It's so much more expensive now. But I would just be like, oh, great, I can't afford this shit, shit, shit. But once they hand you the, the ticket and they're like, okay, you can, you can go, I would put the ticket where it needs to go, put my license back, get my stuff situated, and that would give them enough time to walk away from the car, get in their car, and sometimes, actually most of the time, they would get in their cruiser and they would take off before I even left. And I would actually allow that to happen because I'd be like, okay, I just want them to go away. Because if I go back out onto the road, or especially the highway, there's nowhere else for that cop to go except directly behind me. So I would procrastinate and wait for the cop to leave first. Because if they're all done with the call and they can see that you're fine, they'll leave. They won't stay behind you until you get on the road first. So I've always known to allow the cop to get away from the car and then I, I, I let him go away if I can. But this guy gets the ticket, and as soon as he gets the ticket, not only is he calling him a faggot and all other wonderful words, um, but he cuts that wheel hard, he steps on the gas, and yeah, sure, uh, he may have only brazed the officer, but you just hit the officer with a fucking vehicle, that's a deadly weapon. So that's why he got pulled over again. He didn't get pulled over again because he's calling them names and now the officer's like, oh, my feelings are hurt. No, he, <coughs> excuse me, he is smashing his window and ripping him out of that car because he just assaulted an officer with a weapon. That is a crime. And now you are arrestable. So I just saw this and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. These, these people are nuts. And I don't know who these people are, but this guy right here that you just saw on the telly, just a perfect example of a complete, absolute douchebag that has been watching too much CNN and thinks he's in the right. Why would you get pulled over and then be on the phone with whoever? I have never gotten pulled over and then be like, I'm on the phone. I know today we're all turning on the cameras, we're recording, so I don't know if having his girlfriend or his wife uh, recording him maybe fired him up a little bit because that can change a person um, when you have a camera in front of you and now you you over-exaggerate for the camera. Oh, look at me. Um, so I don't know if those things were going on. I don't know this person, but I do know that he should have never sped off like that and he definitely should have waited for the cop to get back to his car. He could have still yelled and screamed. He could have done all those things. But if he had just let the cop go back to the car. And he put on his blinker and just pulled out into traffic. 
and not speed, not speeding, not kicking up dirt, not being angry, just drove away like a normal fucking person, he wouldn't have been getting arrested. He wouldn't have been charged with assault of a deadly, deadly weapon. He wouldn't have gotten any of that done, and he would have just gotten his ticket and moved on. But because he was drunk, he was belligerent, he wanted to perform for the camera, now he's got some serious charges ahead of him. Is he going to be able to fight those charges? Yeah, but I don't think his video is going to save him. Because the video that he does after, and you can check this out, it's um, uh, at Crazy Karens on um, Twitter. You can check it out. It's there. There's a whole video of him. I, I, I don't want to play it because it's, it's a little uh, long in the tooth. But basically, he just says how he drove away. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't hit him. This is ridiculous charges, blah, blah, blah. And it's just all fucking utter nonsense. And is this a check your privilege thing? Like, is this when this comes in? Because, I mean, dude, I think we would be talking about a dead person if you were any other fucking color right now. And it's like, check your point of privilege, right? You white piece of shit. And I get to say that because I'm white. But I think this is fucking ridiculous. And I'm so sick of these fucking people doing this stuff. I'm sick of all the Karens. All of you, go fucking do something better. Go do something with your life instead of making issues for other people. And stop thinking that you're better than somebody. Stop thinking that you deserve something. It's all BS that you've made up in your head, just like this guy made up the fact that, oh, well, I didn't get out of my car. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't speed up. I, I pulled out, and then I drove off. And then I get to a stop sign, and then a block later, he's pulling me over and smashing my window. Well, you're making it sound like you didn't do anything wrong. All I did was call him names. I don't understand this. I got video of it all. You also have proof that you almost ran the officer over. So congratulations. You literally have the proof to prove your own case against you? I mean, where is the common sense today? Where is the sense today? Because it can't be common sense if nobody's fucking got it. So where is the sense? Where? Why is it so hard to be sensible today? To, to think of things differently. You know, I was in a conversation with Tyler and we were having this uh, just a just a funny conversation about UFOs and fighter jets and how uh, the cameras suck. Right. Everybody's complaining about the cameras on on fighter jets uh, not being good and we can't get a clear picture of this TikTok or of UFOs. 
Well, that's because they're in a fighter jet. So guess what? The most important part of that piece of equipment is not the camera. The camera is there for basically finding an object, allowing the ship to target that object, and then allowing the person to destroy that said object. So if that is the full purpose of a fighter jet, then why are we even surprised the camera is a piece of shit? Right? If the camera was great, and we were worried about the camera on a fighter jet, would it be an effective fighter jet at that point? Or would it just be a jet with a nice camera? I mean, what the fuck? I don't get it. I just think it's crazy that we talk about this stupid shit. And they're like, oh, well, the technology should be... Yeah, it's a fucking camera on a fighter jet. A fighter jet is meant for killing things and destroying stuff. It's not meant for taking pretty pictures. That's not what it's designed for. So I'm happy that the fighter jet doesn't have a good fucking camera. You know, and then you got other people, well, 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 why is it that uh, the, the, we could get a great picture of the Earth then? Because that's what that satellite was made for. Oh, my God. There's no sense anymore. You're going to tell me that you're surprised that we have such a good camera from a satellite but that's what the satellite was designed for. And you're really upset that the fighter jet has a really poor camera. But it was designed for fighting. So I don't understand what we're talking about. So it's just one of those things. This guy thinks he's in the right. He's just a white piece of shit that almost drove an officer over. He probably got pulled over for something stupid. You know? Simple traffic violation. Who cares, bro? Isn't the 100 to $200 for the ticket that you can actually, if you want to, you can fight those tickets. You can show up to court. You can plead your story. And you can get those things thrown out. I've had a few tickets thrown out where I wasn't in the wrong. So why would you get into an altercation with a police officer or treat anybody this way for a ticket. Now, this one, this is another reason why we need sense, okay? And it's another reason why you can't just get into a fight today. Now, this shit is at a Walmart. This is crazy. You know what that nigga problem is, but he looking like he got a yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Come, yeah. come do something, motherfucker. Come do something, motherfucker. I don't give a fuck where you at. I don't want to. Who do you think I'm in? I don't know. Black dude look a little gangster. This dude look a little swole, though. I really hope I got the volume. Nah, look. Dude look like he finna pull out the blick. This dude look like he got hands. Yeah, yeah. Look. Oh, they might. 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 Oh, and look at him just tossing, like, oh. And this is, that's where it stops. But 
I mean, just look at the size of this guy. He's a monster. You think he would have full advantage, right? I'm gonna let it go one more time. It's only a couple seconds. Like he's been since well, I mean, he, he was walking away, but he kept running his mouth. And then the guy just comes back and he's like, all right, let's do it. Chin strap and all. Boom. I love this right here. Pow. And then click clack. Oh, he's down. He's down. And then he lets him, and he does not let him get back up after that. Not only is this something where senses involved and you probably shouldn't be doing this but also ever like i i i do this all the time now now that i train and i know what i'm capable of doing i'm always wondering what the person you know on the other side like my first question to myself is you think this guy's training you know because I feel like there are way, way, way more people today out there training than ever before. So you can't just get into a bar fight anymore, right? And so because of that, you should be careful of who you pick a fight with. I think. I think it would, be, it would make more sense to be a little cautious today and not think you're the shit. Um, even if you're what six three, two oh five, you know? I bet you, I bet you that guy's two oh five. He he looks giant. And that other guy was not as big as him. Um he wasn't as tall as him either, but he leveled him out. And the other thing this makes me say is is uh, I'm so glad we're all getting back to it, right? Aren't you glad that everything's opening, you know? Aren't you glad that the roads are completely jam-fucking-packed again with nothing but people who don't want to merge in a rush to go nowhere? I mean, I don't know about you, but I've been driving in this pandemic-slash-lockdown since the beginning. I had that eight weeks lapse, and that was it. But for the rest of it, I was going to work before lockdown. I was going to work after lockdown. And I've been going to work ever since up until today. And I will tell you, the roads are so fucking crazy that I'm just like, oh, I'm so glad we're getting back. I am so, so glad. And I was listening to Morning Combat uh, with Luke Thomas and Brian Campbell on uh, YouTube. Uh, great, great uh, podcast, fight commentary. I love it. I love Luke Thomas. Um, huge fan. And Brian was showing Luke a video of a fight, and the video was not about the fight. The video was about the fight in the stands. And Luke just goes, I'm so glad the fans are back. And I had the same feeling. I was like, that's how I felt when I saw this video. When I saw how the guy cut me off 
in traffic the other day, how a couple of my customers have acted towards me uh, for uh, any particular reason, mostly because, you know, I'm not fully vaccinated yet, and I asked them to wear a mask, and hopefully as soon as I'm vaccinated, uh, you know, we can all take them off again. But you've been locked up. A lot of people are angry. A lot of people are upset. A lot of people have anxiety and mental stress and all this other shit. They've lost loved ones. They've lost careers. They've lost their housing. I mean, there's been a lot of loss over the last year. So I don't hold it against them when they act like this in public. But is there nothing that makes people... um? You know, we're finally out again. Isn't that something that should be looked at as a positive, right? And it's like, no matter how much positivity you throw at someone, there's still going to be negative. And I have been trying to understand that because I have found in my journey of bettering myself that understanding others is also a way to better yourself. So instead of getting upset at the person who cut me off, I just realized that it would expend too much energy to yell and scream inside my car when they can't hear me. So as that person was driving away, giving me the finger, even though he had the yield, I just waved. I waved. And I smiled as I went under the bridge. And that's how I treat all of this stuff now. Like when I have, a, when I have an angry customer behind the, uh, uh, behind the counter, uh, I, I try to make them as happy as I can. Because even if I can't make them happy, I can try. Because as long as I'm trying, I'm still bettering myself. Whether that person wants to better themselves or not, it's not my problem, and I think that's where, um, you know, it's okay to be selfish at that point. It is okay to be selfish at certain points in time. You don't have to let everything bother you. And then my last thing I'm going to talk about today, American Idol. And I'm going to hit pause just because I do want these two up on the screen. All right. So... <sighs> I'm really disappointed in myself, first of all. Last week, totally forgot to talk about this. And I, well, I was upset with myself because of that. Because it, one, it was a really good episode. And two, it was a little bit of a shocker. Because the three, the, the, the three people that I thought I was going to see last night did not happen. No, Casey got knocked out by Chance. Now, or Chase. I know, I keep calling him Chance, and his name is Chase. And I was shocked by that, and a little bummed out, but we still had Willie, and we still had Grace. And I wanted the last two people to be going at it, Will and Grace, because that's how... Simple-minded I am. It reminds me of the Will and Grace show. I thought it was funny. It was great ca uh, catch material. And, well, 
I'm watching, right? I'm voting last night. We're having a good old time. And Grace gets knocked out. Didn't see that coming. Will, Willie gets gets kept. And then Chase wins. And I was like, how is this happening? How is this happening? I mean, he's great. Uh, I, I I like his music, but I didn't think between those two vocalists that he was going to be America's pick. So I'm watching, I'm watching, it's probably 9.30, and my wife's like, I'm going to go to bed. I'm like, cool, night. Now, mind you, all morning for... Three hours in the sun, uh, mowing, cleaning, doing all this stuff. So I was pretty exhausted as it as as it was. Anyways, I was like, man, I am eventually going to fall asleep. And I thought I was going to fall asleep during the YMH live podcast, um, but I didn't. So she goes to bed. I make it about five minutes, and I think Willie was coming back on to do his song. I woke up at 1 o'clock in the morning. It was all over. I'm walking. I'm looking around. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? What just happened? I don't even understand. So, I say, okay, forget it. I'm going to go upstairs. So, I go upstairs right after I wake up. And I'm like, okay, so I wonder what happened. And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't care. I got to go to bed. So I go to bed. I wake up. And I'm like, all right, I got to feed the dogs. got to let them out. Let's play with the phone, you know, like I always do every morning when I wake up. Kind of close the... You know, all the notifications from overnight, check the emails, see what's going on. Start the day. And I see that my American Idol app is still open, and I go, oh, my God, I never voted last night. I only voted once. I got to vote for Willie and Grace, and I gave Chase zero votes because I really wanted it to between between Will and Grace. And I was like, oh, my God, I never got to make my vote last night. Um, my wife was laughing at me because uh, she was upstairs just laying there watching the whole thing. She voted last night. She saw him win. She saw the singles. She downloaded it to Spotify. And she's a happy camper. She thought he was going to win. Um, and, and he did. And he did. And I don't know if it's because I fell asleep. I'm like, I feel like I missed out. I feel like I didn't get to finalize my vote. I was very bummed out. I I made it the entire season being 100% in on this show. And I end up falling asleep on literally the last vote of the show. So I was bummed out when I woke up this morning because, you know, I wanted one of those monsters to win. And my wife explained to me that that's not the way this works. They were not America's idol. He is. 
he's the he's the guy that was in depression. He didn't even sign himself up. His mom signed him up. And then that helps be battle his depression. He gets out of his depressed state, builds himself, builds himself, keeps putting in the work, keeps putting in the work, keeps doing songs, doing it and doing it. And he's a forklift driver for United Rental. And my wife goes, how could he not be America's Idol? And I was like, ah, such a fair argument. He wasn't my idol. <laughs> she goes, well, you're not America. <laughs> I go, no, that's true. It's true. I'm not. I'm not America. So uh, even though I was bummed out, you know, she explained it to me in a way where I understood it. And it makes sense. And now I'm not as angry at everybody else out there for choosing him as the American Idol. I know Will and Grace will get record deals. They're going to be large. They're going to be singing their hearts out, doing their thing. I'm sure they both got signed by somebody as soon as they you know, didn't get voted in. I, I feel like if you're doing well on that show and you get voted out, like those guys, as soon as you walk back, they're like, don't worry about it. I know you didn't make American Idol, but we want to do a single with you. We want to do a record with you. We want to do something with you. So you just come over here. We're going to talk to you. And now that you can't continue on the show anymore, we're going to, help you get started and I just feel like that's going to happen for those two because they have to I mean it's just their voices their levels their everything were just mind-blowing to me and I thought that's what everybody was looking for but it's not they're looking for the whole story and he's got one and I'm not saying that I am completely disappointed in these decisions and this the way this went down. But I understand why he got chosen. You know what I mean? He's got it all. He's got the full story. You know? Depression. Want to kill himself. Mom puts him in. He gets out. And now he's American Idol. So I think that's great. It's a guy coming up from the bottom. And now he's at the top. And that's what we all love. We love a comeback story, right? So that's why you got to give second chances to people. Um, that's why you have to do these things. That's whenever you're feeling good and you're in a good spot, it's always good to pass that positivity on to the next person, whether they're giving you positivity or not. If you stay positive, Hopefully it rubs off on other people and you don't get your window smashed out by the cops and arrested for, you know, hitting people with a deadly weapon. But yeah, that's that's everything that I wanted to talk about today. Some crazy stuff going on here. We've got all kinds of people freaking out today and just being crazy. So again, as always, I think everybody for being here with me 
keeping up week after week, sticking with my nonsense and uh, everything that I go through mentally. Um, I hope that if there's anything that I talk about that it's helping you out there. That's all this was meant to do was help me get through my shit. And if something that I mention helps you get through your shit, then it just became that much better. And as always, if you're new to the podcast, please remember to subscribe, hit those like buttons, share, rate, review, set those alarms for all the new podcasts to come. Um, It really helps uh, the podcast stay afloat. Remember to check out all of my sponsors, Natural Boss NH, uh, New Hampshire Vape Gallery, slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com that helps the podcast too if you really want to help me out go check out my sponsors tell them that Topher sent you say hello send a message hey Topher sent me I don't know what happens I'm waiting to get a URL one day you know this is a small time thing that I'm trying to get bigger And I need all of your help and support out there. So go and check out my sponsors. Go and check out more episodes of the podcast. Remember to subscribe. Um, Remember to do all of those things. It helps keep this podcast afloat. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Remember to follow me on all social media, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Again, Follow me on all social media. Some weeks are better than others, but I always try to post every week as much as I can. So Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Go there, follow. Um, And then, of course, if you want to be involved with the podcast, you want to interact with me, Go send me an email, T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. That's T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. And we'll get that started. I've always wanted to interact with some of my favorite shows, and you never could. Well, if you want to interact with this podcast, you got to send it over to that email, T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. And that's how we're going to get that started. And again, as always, thank you, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful Thursday. I hope you enjoy your weekend, and I'll talk to you later.